0: Welcome back in, 9 o'clock. Come on down, 4646 South State Street. Register for BYU, Boise, Utah, ASU tickets. We will be giving them away. Brian Keel is joining us, coming to us on the Sprint special guest line is Brian Keel. You can lease any handset and get an iPad for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Brian, DJ's off today. You're on with former Ute quarterback Frank Dolce, All right, Brian, here we go again. Now, the difference being the last couple of games with Toledo and South Florida, we've got nationally ranked and undefeated Boise State. What is your mindset, Brian, going into this game?
1: Well, you know, this football team really doesn't follow what you expect them to do (laughs) over the last couple of years. They win win the game that you think is going to be an L, and they – they lose the games that should be an easy W. So I don't even know. I don't even know what to expect anymore um, against a very good, as you said, number 14 Boise team. Who knows? We'll see.
2: Do you have any any concern about going into this football game? Do you have any concern that this thing could get out of hand? Like Boise State comes into town and all of a sudden it, it becomes a route and that, that becomes really detrimental to the to the football program and, and what Kalani Sataki is trying to build. Or is there more of a sense like, hey, you know, we've had a couple of tough losses, but the program is on track and this might be a week where we can get over the top?
1: Yeah, I – I mean, I hate to say this, um, but I'm not one to sit and sugarcoat things. Um, Never have been.
0: You never have, Brian. I can testify to that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The the program is not on track, um, unfortunately. And, um, you know, we didn't have to go undefeated this season to have a a quality year by by any stretch of the imagination. Um, But you can't be losing games to – Inferior opponents, and I, you know, I'll, I'll call it how it is. They are inferior. Um, they're 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 better than us because they beat us this year. But I'm just talking about their program historically compared to our program. You know, the last two games, we should not have been, we should not have lost either of those games. And we had both, we were ahead in both of those games in the second half with the game in hand, and found a way to lose it. Um, so anyway, our, unfortunately, our program's not where it needs to be. And yeah, I'm I'm scared to death because the next two weeks, um, especially this week, are very good opponents, and we could be sitting at two and six in the blink of an eye, in the midst of a disaster of a season. And so there, I don't know if there is a sense of urgency in Pro Bowl. I haven't been down there, but they're they're sure as heck better be.
0: Brian Keel joining us. On ninety-seven-five, twelve eighty, the zone. What I found in listening to Kalani and some of the players who came out on Monday when they do their uh, weekly media stuff is that Kalani was really matter of fact, and and obviously he was irritated. He wasn't in a joking man uh, mood, as you can understand. But the thing that really I thought was insightful to me was a couple of their players. Now I know it. I know it was uh, Al Bakri, who's a uh, a Brighton kid just like you were. And, and, by the way, did you have your jersey retired
1: uh, last night? Uh, yeah, on Wednesday I did, yeah.
0: Yeah, on oh, Wednesday. That's right, today's Friday. Yeah. Congratulations to you, Brighton Bengal, getting uh, <laughs> Thank you. A, little, a little 14-year-old who plays in the pep band. And that was exciting to, to see that happen. So it was a well-deserved honor as you've represented Brighton and really uh, everything that you stand for very well over the years. Uh Al Bakary was talking about the heat that's on Kalani. And I think it was Chaz Ayu, if I remember correctly. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. But I think it was Ayu, too, who said that, yeah, we're aware of all this talk that's out there. And those guys had a sense of determination. Now, Bakri, I got the impression that uh, if any of the media right there would have said, nah, Kalani is not a good coach, I got the impression no Bakri would have got right up and confronted them physically <laughs> right during the actual interview. <laughs> he seemed—you would have loved it <laughs> because, because it didn't seem like he was going to go there and he was going to defend Kalani right to the end. And it was very matter-of-fact and straightforward. Uh, how much do you think— that that can play in because it's clear that there is affection there from player to coach and really all of us in the media and everybody who knows Kalani and he's worked at both institutions so there's tons of people from both schools who know him and know him pretty well because he treats everybody like you're his best friend and none of us want to see him get fired so how much do you think that could work to the advantage of the team because the players basically to an extent are playing for his job?
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, it should be a huge factor. <clears throat> There's like the the cliche old saying in terms of of a coach that the players like all oh, his players will run through a brick wall for him, right? Right. <clears throat> old saying, um, but it's true. When you have a coach that players like, they are willing to go above and beyond and and run through a wall for for their guy, for their coach that they that they love, and. Um, any person who's ever met Kalani Satake has a, a, a positive view of him because he's, he's just one of the most genuine, kind, humble, nicest people you will ever meet in your entire life. And, um, it's, it, and that's part of the thing that, that sucks. You know, this happened to, to Ty Detmer, who is very similar. If you've ever met Ty Detmer, one of the yeah. nicest, humblest, you know, best, just genuine People you'll ever meet. Um, I hated seeing him get dragged, and and his his legacy, his BYU legacy, get tarnished the way it did. And it, it, that's just one of the sucky things about coaching. And uh, so Kalani's got pressure on him right now. And I don't think I'm not in the in the camp that thinks all of our problems are on the coaches. I, I have never felt that way, and I don't see things that way. Now, do I think our coaches are without fault? Certainly not. They definitely have made errors and mistakes, um, I think, schematically more than anything. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, the pressure is on. And I hope because I love all those guys on that staff. And <clears throat> I hope the players do respond. And I'm very encouraged to hear that that story that you just you just said. That's what you want. You want players that will stand up and throw hands if you say something about my coach. You know, that's awesome. <laughs> that, that, that gets me fired up just hearing
2: it. So how, how much, Brian, have, have injuries to key position groups affected this team? Because I'm not sure that we're really taking that into account. There, there's, you've, you've lost a couple of really good guys and, and guys that may have made a difference in a few of those losses.
1: Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to sit and say make excuses about injuries, um, but it is what it is. Like We don't, we don't have the depth. Than other teams do we obviously don't have p5 depth and so our second and third stream there's a drop off especially at certain positions there's a bigger drop off than at others and so injuries have out it, it, you know it's just a compounding effect we haven't played well we haven't executed we haven't held on to the football we haven't tackled well um, we've had inopportune uh, penalties we haven't we haven't been assignments down, and I could go on and on about all the little things that we've done. And on top of that, we've we've had guys just dropping like flies. Um, you know, Typhon Williams, I just that guy alone. It, 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 people don't understand how much being able to run the ball changes what you can do on offense. And um, I don't, I can't remember. I was looking at it the other day what we are statistically in the country. In rushing offense, and it, it's it's like a hundred or something like that. It's really low. That's that's killing us. Um, our offensive line has just been decimated. Um, we've had linebackers go down. Our, our our rush defense is absolutely atrocious. So yeah, it you know you don't want to sit here and make excuses, but it, it, it has compounded. The injuries have compounded our poor play. There's no there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that.
0: Former Brighton and BYU great. NFL player Brian Keel joining us. All right, so there's no doubt about it. I mean, that's, we saw it in that Utah game. That was a capsule of their season last year. They were playing well, lose a couple of guys, and then they don't have enough, and they basically run out of gas, and the just get them in the second half. And here, you know, the Tyson Williams thing, they beat SC when he runs for 100 yards, and the world is looking great. Everything is fine here. He goes down the next week, and, and they probably weren't going to beat Washington with or without him. But you can argue that they had a good chance with him in those last two games that they've lost, both close losses. They lose Zach Wilson, now Jaron Hall maybe. Uh, the list does go on and on. So how do you get out of, as a player, feeling sorry for yourselves and the woe is us and we just got bad luck and let's get through this stretch because we're not very good right now as opposed to sucking it up and finding ways to win?
1: Yeah, and that what you just said there at the end is exactly what you got to do. Um, it's football. There's going to be injuries. I think I don't know what it is, but it's <clears throat> what the number of years you got to play is. But you know, if you play a certain number of years, the uh, the injury rate is 100%. You're going to have something. Um, it's just it's a violent, dangerous game. So part of the game, and our guys just have to suck it up, like you said, and just go out there and perform. And, and so, and that's the thing. Like, well, I, I I'm not the the person that's just going to say, "Oh, the only reason we lost is because of injuries," because that's not true. Now, you have to be a dummy to say that injuries haven't affected our play the last few weeks. Um, and I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't think that you know we were going to beat Washington regardless of the injuries. I do think we could have been closer in that game. And then the last two games, I mean, just Tyson Williams alone, I think we win both those games. I think that's a very safe bet that we win both those games, that we're both close games that we lost at the end if we have him. So, so what do we do now? The guys that are there, just you got to step up. Um, an injury, an injury, is, it sucks for the guy who gets hurt, and it's a great opportunity for the next guy up. You have a chance that you wouldn't have had otherwise, so rise to the occasion and go get it done. And, and hopefully that's the mindset that the kids who are now called upon and are thrust into the limelight, go get it done.
2: Well six games left on the schedule starting with Boise State this Saturday. what is your confidence level that BYU can get through for those with a win?
1: um you know I actually am pretty confident just because the schedule are and, and and maybe I shouldn't be because they've let me down these last two weeks but I'm confident they'll take care of business against the teams that, that they should that they should be taking care of business against and if you look at our last if you look at our last six games, I think, in, in my opinion, there's three games that we should win. I agree. Um, that should be – go ahead.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, so there's, I think there's three games of the six that we should win. And then the other three is uh, Boise, um, Utah State, and San Diego State. And of mm-hmm. those three, we should be able to win at least one of those and so to answer your question, I, I do think we should be able to finish 6-6. Six six. Now, will they go do that? I don't know. This team, you know, I, I didn't expect them to beat a very good USC team, and they did. I didn't expect them to beat Wisconsin last year at Wisconsin, and they did. I didn't expect them to lose to UMass last year, and they did. I didn't expect them to lose to Toledo and South Florida. So uh, <laughs> my expectations and what they do did not align. So who knows what the season holds.
0: Yeah, do you think that it is? You say that they should win one of those three games between you got Boise, Utah State, and San Jose State. You're looking at at least one win. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah, well, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm. I'm talking Vegas betting statistics. Yeah. Um, right. They should be able to pick up. You know, if I was if I was going to put money down, I would. I would put not a lot. I would put some money down that they'll pick up one of those three. And they should beat the other three, so that that's right. four four more wins. They get to Gets six them to wins. Get to six. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, okay. You know, well, if I was a, if I was a betting man, then yeah.
0: Sure, I got you. And you can argue then if you take set aside those three wins, which is Liberty, UMass, and Idaho State, right? Put them off the side because yep. they can't beat those ones, they can't win those games. Then we got way more problems <laughs> than we ever imagined, right? It, so exactly, we'll put those exactly. three over there, and then we'll take the other three. So I would think, and you jump in if I'm saying something that you wouldn't agree with, that the degree of difficulty, the most difficult, would be Boise, just based on what they've done, who they are, and all that stuff. So with that in mind, what's your degree, and there's no moral victories here, that's not what I'm saying, but what's your degree of allowance with they're not going to have their first-team quarterback, very well couldn't have their second-team quarterback, so what – Type of game would you look for that you can at least build upon, as opposed to an Oregon State Utah fifty-two to seven, and this thing just totally sucks start to finish.
1: Yeah, you got a, a very great point there, um, and, and a lot of it hinges on who we who we are able to play at quarterback. The good thing is, I think we we we're, we're blessed. I think quarterback is one of our deeper positions, right on the. On the on the team, um, I like all of our quarterbacks. They're all capable, and so whoever it is, um, really of the three guys, you know, outside of Zach, who, who obviously is still hurt, the other three quarterbacks, I think any of them could go play and do well. They've all now have game experience and have all looked pretty decent at times in, in the game. So, um, I think you know, if you're if you're the coaches and you're creating a, a game plan, I think I mean obviously you, you change what you do compared to if, if Wilson was still in there, but I think you, you kinda keep it consistent to what your identity has been and, and and try to be productive on offense. I think really the key for us is is on defense. Um, you look at these last two games, in my opinion, especially this last game, but really the last two games, I think our offense played well enough to win.
0: Yeah, I can agree with that. that the, have we lost him?
2: <laughs> Something happened with the. Ron, you there? You got me? Yeah, 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 yeah we go. got you. Sorry.
0: Yeah, continue. Um, I mean, it, 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 clearly the offense has played well, particularly under the circumstances with the backup quarterback, but it's the defense, which is surprising, man, because, you know, particularly against the run, I, I, I just don't get it.
1: The the run defense is just like I can't even I don't have words strong enough to tell you what it makes (laughs) me feel. It it just it just it's it's disgusting. It's and it's just one of those things. Like if if somebody out athleticizes you or or outsmarts you or whatever in football, I mean it is what it is, and you don't want to see that. But it it's a different feeling than when somebody lines it up and just shoves it in your throat and it yeah. just like it just kind of like I don't know just dehumanizing the de- take away your man I don't know how to describe <laughs> it It's just you know you look at this last game I mean there was a there was a drive late in the game it, they, they didn't even throw the ball it was like a 10 it was like a 10 right. play drive yep. Absolutely, and they you're threw right. the ball zero time yeah. and went straight down the field on us and as a former linebacker you're watching that and it it makes your skin crawl. Mm-hmm. I just I can't even I can't even I don't even know how to yeah.
2: Yeah. So again in this game Brian as I try, as I try and look at it and analyze it it seems to me like th- this is a game where you want your offense to control the line of scrimmage, be productive in the run game, establish long scoring drives maintain possession, and do all that you can to keep Boise State's offense off of the field. And then when they do have the ball, then you, you know all the stuff that you're talking about, you have to be strong against the run and pass efficiency defense and all of those things. But is, that, is in your mind, is that a, the, the right game plan, control the line of scrimmage, control the ball, control the clock, keep Boise State's offense off of the field, or do you have something else in mind?
1: Yeah. So, oh, and here's the thing. This is a huge stat. So, um, I'm 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 filling in. I'm doing a guest analyst on uh, Countdown to Kickoff on BYU TV this week. And so, right. we were doing like a, a pre-production meeting, and talking with the guys um, on Wednesday, just about different stats. And somebody pointed out it was a, a stat that Greg Rebel had tweeted out, and it was in the last 19 games, um, BYU is I can't remember which one was 10 and which one was 9 but for whatever so uh, one of them they were 10 and 0 when they con- when they won the the field position battle and they were 0 and 9 when they lost the field position battle <clears throat> so that stat was uh, essentially uh, I, and I can't remember which one was 10 which one was 9 but it doesn't really matter the point is field position is huge and it, in, in the last year and a half, is, is essentially 100% predictive of a win or a loss. And so what you just said is exactly it. On offense, you control the ball. You're effective. You don't have three and outs. You, 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 you control the – you win the, win the time of possession. And field position is everything. And then special teams is huge. Our punters – you know, you can't be dropping the ball, and that costs us the game. You can't be dropping the ball. You have to have a good punt, you have to have good coverage, and vice you know, vice versa. when they're punting to us, get a good return, kick off every it all comes into play, field position is huge. Um, I mean that right there is your key to success. Starting field position. And that's just that's old school football. That's old school basics football one oh one.
0: Yes, it is, Brian. Absolutely, and we're hoping that uh, the, for at least for Kalani's sake, and since you were so right about him being so beloved, that the players can, I don't know how else to say it, but sack up under this circumstance <laughs> to, to get to get the job done here because it's a home Word. game no less, and and things have been going against you, and man, nobody wants to see Kalani struggle. Nobody, nobody really does. I mean, he's got on both sides of the rivalry and uh, maybe some maybe some fans, but those who know Kalani certainly don't want to see him struggle. And I'm hoping I'm hoping next week when we talk to you we've got good news and you're right. They've surprised they found a way to beat SC, so why not find a way to beat Boise, right?
1: Amen. Amen, brother.
0: Yeah. All right, Brian, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Yeah. Thanks guys. Have a good weekend. Hey, thanks, Brian